I urge you then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Good morning, brethren. Welcome to another episode of the Spirit Man podcast. Uh, the last episode was uh, men like Timothy, considering the accounts of Timothy, a young preacher, a disciple of Paul, who uh, with his passion, gifts and uh, blessings and prophecies over his life has given himself wholly to the work of Christ and to teach the church, especially the Christians in Ephesus. So we are looking at the epistle or the letter, if you like, that Paul wrote to Timothy and the things and the principle and the Christian conduct and Christian characteristics that are all embedded in that letter and what that holds for the Christian today. So last episode, we looked at the chapter one and we saw many other things among many other things that paul was admonishing timothy um, to keep the faith and to remember the prophecies that has gone over his life amongst other things also paul was telling timothy that he should hold the faith strong with a good conscience and he should despise fables he should despise Uh, long genealogies and analogies from men who think they know telling him that these things only goes to minister questions rather than godly edifying so Paul after admonishing Timothy about these things especially the fact that he needs to hold the faith and not allow his conscience to be corrupted by the things that are happening around, by the genealogies, the fables, the philosophies of men, but that he should hold faith with a good conscience so he wouldn't make a shipwreck like many of his colleagues or supposed colleagues have done. Today we are looking at the chapter 2 of 1 Timothy. And in chapter 2, Paul started that chapter, it was not a separate letter, it's part of the first letter, but Paul began by urging Timothy, first, first of all, to be conscious, to remember, to make supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men. For all men this first verse gives us um, an overview a complete overview of what that chapter is going to be talking about so Paul began by telling Timothy let prayers intercessions petitions and thanksgiving be made for all men for all men irrespective of class irrespective of religion irrespective of the societal strata they might be living in, whether they are poor or rich, let prayers, positions, and intercessions with thanksgiving be made for all men. 
for kings first and all those in authority this lays down the agreement that no matter how bad your government is no matter how bad the government is we as christians are admonished to always make intercessions prayers for them so you can start now learning that principle and putting it in your um, prayer diary that i need to pray for people in authority as i am praying for all men why because even people in authority no matter how bad they are are still subject to receiving salvation for it is only by receiving salvation which comes through christ that they can be saved so while you are praying for all men the gospel yes preach to the poor but then also meant for the rich so also meant for people in authority so while you are praying that they will be evangelized to Christ while you are praying that all men come to Christ remember even those that are oppressing the men or those that are in government controlling the things living a larger than life kind of lifestyle you think they don't need Christ they do so make prayers for them but what more why else will you be praying that we talking about we that are of the house of Christ now, may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness, holiness. May live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. In fact, the King James Version puts it this way, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty in all godliness and honesty so <clears throat> there is how these people if you don't pray for them the paul was telling timothy that if you don't pray for them they will come up with policies they will come up with instances with government uh, 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 with uh, laws laws that can you know steal the peace of the land and then cause us to uh, not live fully in godliness and honesty it's, it's as serious as that yes the, 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 the laws coming out from there can restrict us so pray for them pray for them that we we are praying for them but that we may be able to live in peace <clears throat> and carry out our godly responsibilities uh, responsibilities responsibilities and he said this is good and pleases god even our savior who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth someone was asking me the other day that can all men be saved can all men be saved now the answer is very glaring in the scriptures god wants all men to be saved <clears throat> it is the will of god we are not fidgeting about it we are not um, shaking about it we are not mincing words about it it is the will of god that all men should be saved in titus chapter 2 and verse 11 say for the grace of god has appeared that offers salvation to all people it offers salvation to all people what is the primary work of grace 
but to offer salvation to all people i repeat that what is the primary work of grace it is to offer what salvation to all people so this grace has appeared by the work of christ to offer salvation to all people amen then paul went on Paul went on in that letter to talk about Christ and you know he being the mediator these these are important things especially to Timothy and especially to um, his dispensation where uh, he was in a a land where people have uh, you know they, they have multiple religions they have deities they have gods of the sun of the moon of the earth the water the, the, all gods of many things so it was important for Paul to keep reaffirming and to keep admonishing Timothy to continue to affirm these things to the people for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all people this has now been witnessed to at the proper time talking about himself and how god has you know chosen him as an apostle as an apostle he has been appointed as a herald and an, as an, an as an apostle paul himself you know um when jesus revealed himself to um, saul then uh, while Paul was going to persecute the Christians in Damascus, Jesus told him, Paul asked Jesus, he said, so what, what, what will you have me do? He said, go into the city and I will tell you what you must do for me. And by the laying on of hands of Ananias, the, uh, the, 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 the prophet, that disciple of Christ in Damascus, <coughs> Paul received clear instructions on his audience. That is another principle we see. That is another principle we learn from the chapter 2 of 1 Timothy. There is an audience for you. Yes, God wants all men to be saved, no doubt about it. But there is a specific audience for you. So Paul didn't spend a lot of time preaching to the Jews. Why? Because he knew from the beginning of his ministry that he has been sent to the Gentiles. To the Gentile world. He has been sent to the Gentile world. To the Gentile world. If you check the verse 7 where we already say, Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not about my calling. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not about my calling. I'm convinced, I'm I'm persuaded that this is my calling. What is that? A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in verity. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and in verity. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and of I am not fidgeting or, or or staggering about this this is my calling from the very beginning whereunto i am appointed a herald and an apostle amen 
Therefore, I want the men everywhere to pray, <coughs> lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. So, from verse 1 to the verse 8, Paul lays down these things for Timothy. First and foremost, that petitions be made for all men, then also petitions be made for kings. Because God wants all men to be saved. God wants all men to be saved. Giving an example of himself that though he was a Jew and he was not supposed, I mean it was it was believed, generally believed at that time that salvation is for the Jews. <clears throat> so but how come he took salvation to the Gentiles? Because God wants all men to be saved. You see where all that is flowing from. Because some might doubt that, oh, why, 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 why was he not preaching in Israel? Why was he not making disciples in Israel? The entire Israel has not been, you know, turned over to Christ. Paul was reaffirming why he did what he did. That, apart from the fact that that, that was his primary calling, God now wants all men to be saved <clears throat> and in his letter to titus he has affirmed it that the grace of god has appeared to all people through christ through christ then we also see from the verse 9 from the verse 9 that paul now started talking about feminine conduct in the assembly feminine conduct in the assembly from verse 9 he said in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly array but which becometh women professing godliness with good works let the women learn in silence with all subjection with all subjection but i suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man but to be in silence for adam was first formed then eve and adam was not deceived but the woman being deceived was in the transgression now somebody has um i mean not just one person but a lot of people has gotten it all twisted when it comes to uh, romans 2 especially verse 12 but i suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man but to be in silence now people kept um, asking so why are women preaching today when paul has said when paul has written to timothy the leader of the church as at that time that he will not want women or a woman to teach why do we still have women pre- preachers today why do we still have women preachers today when paul has written to timothy concerning this already now um i would like us to read the message translation of verse 4 they should study to be quiet and obedient along with everyone else. 
remember verse 12 says, But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. Here in the Message Bible, he says, They should study to be quiet and obedient along with everyone else. Along with everyone else. The preceding verses in verse uh, 11, he said, I don't let I don't let women take over and tell the men what to do. Uh, Paul was not against women teaching uh, the scriptures because God is not against that. Paul was just trying to put things in order for Timothy as a young preacher. Why? Because Timothy's grandmother was in that assembly. Timothy's mother also was in that assembly. Timothy's grandmother's friends, Timothy's mother's friends, and probably his sisters, probably the, the you, uh, you know, being a young man as at that time, and then being a leader, poses some kind of challenges. One of the reasons why many people could not believe in Jesus or follow him was because they knew him and they knew his age. How about these disciples, very young men who have no proper career? So it, it was a challenging time to be a young leader as at that time. So it was, you see, you see in the life of Jesus, they, they went to a wedding in Cana and the wine finished and the mother came to Jesus and told Jesus that the wine has finished, do something. In other words, perform a miracle. But the answer of Jesus was, was that, woman, what do I have to do with you? That means, allow me to walk by the details and the tutelage of the Spirit. So, um, this is in no bias to the women, but there is that sense of especially when it is your son or when it is somebody that you have um, some kind of control over there is that tendency to detect and to kind of control now the reason why paul wrote that was because timothy will be dealing with powerful women like that in his assembly Women who have authority, women who have the charisma, women who have the, uh, um, what, what can I use now, who can pull weight in our language, we call it women of timber and caliber. Imagine if you are in an assembly and the person that got you born again, the woman that got you born again is there, the woman that taught you scriptures is there, the woman that prophesied that you are going to be a pastor is there, the woman that laid her hands on you by prophecy is there. That is going to be really, really challenging. So Timothy has found himself in this situation. So now Paul was sharing with Timothy how to conduct himself and how to help the women conduct themselves according to the order of the church. So he was now telling uh, Timothy, he said, let the women learn in 
silence with all subjection. The reason is because if he allows that, if he doesn't, I mean, if, if he gives that free hand to them, even the younger women will learn some ungodly or so to say uh, character traits that may not align with with, 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 with scriptures. So if there is a man there with understanding, if there is a man there with understanding and scriptural authority, then let him take the lead. That is what Paul was saying. But then if you say a woman cannot teach scriptures, how about when it is a women's meeting? Who teaches the scriptures? Who goes there to teach scriptures? So Paul was just admonishing timothy and helping him with some principles in alignment with the society as at that time especially so it was it was a patriarchal society at that time and there was need to observe caution especially the fact that they were in a gentle world in ephesus where riots and uprisings are very easy so let the women learn in silence in silence with all subjection subjection to what subjection to scriptural authority just like everyone else just like everyone else So, um, uh, 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 what is scriptural authority, you might ask? I mean, we have um, made some references all the time. I'm talking of order. I'm talking of um, 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 order in the house of the Lord. If there is a man there, I repeat, who has the knowledge of scriptures and who has scriptural, uh, scriptural authority, let him take the lead that was what Paul was telling Timothy so the women learn in silence and learn to be subject now um, if you have questions about this we can elaborate that more because I don't want to dwell um, I don't want to spend all my time on that as that is a whole lot of topic with many other adjoining and scriptures so in verse 12 Conclusively, Paul was telling Timothy, notwithstanding, she shall be saved and shall be in if they continue in faith and charity and holiness with sobriety. Remember in verse 10, he said, in verse 9, rather, he said, in like manner also that women adorn themselves in modest apparel with shamefacedness and sobriety, not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly apparel. Paul was not saying, don't wear these things. He said, let it be done in all modesty let it be done in all modesty <clears throat> let it be done let the adorning be done let the gold let the apparel that is being adorned by the woman let it be done in all what Modest, uh, modestly remember this is not a subject for debate because we have abundant scriptural evidence of how paul has admonished um the leaders of the church and admonish women at that time to conduct themselves especially when they are in the assembly uh, 
so that they can be good examples even to the uh, younger women. So in Ephesians 5.20, say, Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. His body, of which he is the Savior. So Christ, the head of the church, and the husband, the head of the woman. Now, if the husband and the wife gets into the assembly, there is a hierarchy, both scriptural, spiritual, and physical. There is a hierarchy. When a husband and a wife gets into the assembly, they come under that hierarchy. And what is the hierarchy? The head of Christ is God, the head of the church is Christ, and the head of the husband is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man. So even in the assembly, God deals with men and women who present themselves there according to his already established hierarchy and paul mentioned that adam was first formed not um, before eve um uh, please let me just make a correction here the woman is not an afterthought i i i there is a lot of junk going out there that the woman is an afterthought that god made man and then when he saw that a uh, man was not living a good life he decided to make the woman no that is that is an error it's a it's, it's a scriptural error remember god made the male and female and also remember god took from the rib of the man to form the woman that means while god was making man he made woman inside the man that was why he could take that that which he has already made inside him to form the woman male and female created he them and god blessed them plural so the woman is never an afterthought. So the, the, the submission and the scriptural, spiritual and physical hierarchy is, 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 is the way God planned it. So when they get into the assembly, just like the woman is submitting to his man or to his husband in the house, in the church even more submit. In the church even more learn in quietness. In the church, even more, be sober. Amen. So I conclude this episode by uh, I've shared several principles with you that Paul shared with Timothy and how he can conduct himself in the church with the leaders. His uh, admonition towards all men who Paul is the work of Jesus that saved Paul and how he has been appointed a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. So with this, I believe that we, even as young ministers today, we need to still take note of the admonitions that Paul made to Timothy. That all men be saved. That there will be petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving made for all men, even for kings. Why? That will be live peaceable lives. That's principle number one. Knowing that God wants all men to be saved because the grace of God has appeared to all men. I pray for you today that just like Timothy walked with these principles, 
and established the church and discipled men that the hand of God will be upon you and you will put these principles also to practice. I pray for you today that you will continue to make impact, that you will continue to live according to the calling and the prophecies of the Lord upon your life. I pray that you will not make shipwreck of your faith, that you will hold this faith with a good conscience in the name of Jesus. And I pray that for all those listening to me that are teachers, leaders in one way or the other, your words according to the, the scriptures, according to the scriptural authority that you are submitting to, will make a mark in the lives of men. Thank you, Jesus. Remain blessed. This is Daniel Najumbon on the Spirit Man podcast. God bless you. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week ahead.